You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio based or banner ads, but on a case by case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at $2, $5, $10, or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of Us needs and appreciates all your support. Analysis did me a lot of good. I think that self-confrontation is a good thing, whether you do it by yourself in solitude or whether you do it in the presence of another person. Oh, hello there. This is Bradley Martin. I was just reading, in her own words, an autobiography by Joni Mitchell, famous Canadian, famous, famous Canadian singer-songwriter. She's the famiest. Today we're going to talk about, and something that I think is very relative to that quote, Flora and Son, an Apple TV Plus movie off uh, some praise from TIFF and other film festivals throughout the year. John Carney, director, writer, and all-around acclaimed musician himself, I believe, is back at it again with his fourth picture, at least the one that I'm aware of, might have seen his film Once, Begin Again, or my personal favorite of the of the four I've seen, Sing Street. This time around, we have Eve Hewson playing Flora, a, a mother of a child named Max, played by Oren Kinlan. And Max, he, he's, a, he's a rambunctious little fella who wants to be a gangster, you know, shoot from the hip and tell it like it is and live his own life. And also get into all sorts of trouble. Not too much trouble, but the kind that uh, could really change your life. They're Irish. It's shenanigans. Yeah. (laughs) Irish shenanigans. I love it. Flora, the day after his birthday, decides, Hey, I found this guitar. Maybe you should have it. Pick up music. uh, Live up to whatever potential you have. And stop being such a wanker. Now, he rejects the gift wholesale because, personally, I think he's hurt that she's giving him a gift after his birthday. Perhaps it is a trashy guitar she just found and is shoving in his face. Well, literally fished out of the trash. (laughs) Flora with the guitar decides, I guess I'll learn how to play it and maybe I'll turn my own life around through music. Everybody needs a hobby. She gets an online teacher from Los Angeles named Jeff, played by the J.J. Levy, or Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We all call him J.J. Levy. Is that not his nickname? I have no idea. I was going to say, I'm out of the swing. I have never heard that, but it tracks. (laughs) We'll go with it, Brad. So they start to bond through a teacher-student relationship and really just about talking about music. And Flora discovers that maybe she does have a knack for songwriting and perhaps a knack for parenting. Max does also have a dad. And I got to bring 
this character up, though he doesn't do that much in the movie. Dad's name is Ian, played by Jack Rayner. I love Jack Rayner. I think he's fantastic, whether he's dressed up as a bear or being one of the co-leads in Sing Street. Yeah. I always love to see the guy. It's good to see him in something good this year. <laughs> Did we all hate the good mother? We didn't love the good mother. <laughs> Now, speaking of Good Mother, with me to talk about this movie on Apple Plus, someone whose name is in relation to music, and uh, I'm pretty sure she told me once that was the point of her name. We have Harmony with us today. Hello. And someone who's an artist in her own right, perhaps not with notes, but with a sketch pad and paper. We got Melina with us as well. Oh, thank you. I was like, yeah, please don't ask me to sing. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth movie, Everybody Loved Once. Once was a sensational hit from writer-director John Carney. A lot of people are like, oh, but he never got that those highs again. What? How does this one measure up? And how did you feel about the overall relationships in conjunction with the singer songwriter process they are garbage people <laughs> they certainly start out as garbage people um i was drawn to this to to review the movie because of the musical component of it um my father was a musician with a name like harmony that's where it comes from you know I, in particular, he was a guitar player. So I made that connection and, and you know, mother, son, father, daughter. So that, that, that's where I was coming from with it. My father is also a singer songwriter. These are garbage people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Um, Jeff is nice. I like Jeff. Mm-hmm. You don't really. Oh yeah, yeah. Jeff yeah, is great. Jeff seems like very nice. Jeff yeah. is great. Um, I think um, I'm a little annoyed by how quickly Flora seems to catch on to being able to play the guitar. <laughs> well, especially after they make a. There was like this monologue that her ex gives. There's this dedication calluses over like 20 years. Yeah. And yeah, she just kind of picks it up. But she's not like a prodigy by any means, no, though, either. No, but still it's like... If Joseph Gordon-Levitt was your music teacher, would you not commit? We, that That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. Yeah. The, the story read like a, somebody's first novel. You know what I mean? The beats are very telegraphed kind of in advance nothing that really happens in it really like surprised me sure and i can understand yeah. that how about you melina uh well i think i liked this a uh, lot better than than you did <laughs> um i didn't uh, hate it i just oh, like yeah. it, just, it just didn't like oh no i'm not reading i'm not reading hatred from anything that you've said um and watching it i did have this kind of split screen kind of going off and going on in my head where I was like, I can see how this is not going to work for everyone because yeah, to call these people garbage, I'm like, that is not being harsh whatsoever. 
Uh, I think that what made it work for me right off the bat, though, was that the movie seems to be very aware that these are not necessarily likable people. You certainly would not like or even want to approach these people on a day-to-day basis, especially uh, Eve Houston's character, who I remember thinking, she's the kind of person who you would pass her on the street and smile at her in passing, and she would stop you and be like, what the fuck do you have to be happy about? Yeah. Like, she's totally that person, and she can, and I have met this person. What I like about uh, a good majority of John Carney's films, the three that I've seen prior to this, and what I really liked about this one too, is that you have these people who are kind of from the beginning in very unfortunate situations, almost kind of in a rut of their own making, especially this one. And watching them have to kind of dig themselves out and kind of rediscover what it is about them that they find value in. And it's always through the power of music. You know, that's the thing. It's like his, his films are always musicals in disguise. This one is as well. And I think what makes this work as well as his previous films is that I really loved the hell out of this music. And I really loved watching these characters grow and bond with each other through it. Yeah. To side with Harmony a bit, this did feel kind of like a pilot to a series I would like to watch mm-hmm. weekly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, but when I really wanted to see what was going to go happen with this. And uh, is Max going to grow out of being a hooligan? <laughs> up in the air. And does she even want her ex back anymore? Did she ever want yeah, her ex exactly. back? Or did she just yeah. say she did to like, is that something people say to flirt? Like, well, I have an ex and maybe I want him back. And I'm overthinking this clearly. But uh, it is it is a very uh, fascinating performance in that way. Because um, Flora, usually with someone of her personality, learns something and grows into a more acceptable type of uh, individual in society. Uh, that's not what this is all uh, at all. She seems perfectly fine with how she is. And I think that's perfectly fine also so many adult characters being like but who am i really like who has that luxury in their 30s what kind of nonsense is that and i am glad that that's completely skipped there does seem to be a ton of storytelling we don't get though because of the runtime and i i can understand why like how did ian and flora fall in love so young and why didn't it work out and we can see from the two actors oh they're both gorgeous and they were young once that's yeah. <laughs> Probably, that's probably all we need. He was on the same bill as Snow Patrol. What Girl, else could you yeah. possibly want? <laughs> it, right. It is funny, though, Brad, that you say that you don't feel that she was questioning her lot in life and that she felt like she was fine with herself. I kind of had the opposite reaction to her. In fact, there's a scene that I really love early on where she's sitting there with a friend of hers and she's like this can't possibly be my narrative in life. This can't be my story. I'm that person who got pregnant too young. Uh, my baby daddy is not even with me anymore. He's with this one chick who seems to be deluding herself as to her ethnicity. <laughs> but, yeah. And, and uh, I have a son who I kind of can't even stand. Yeah. I know he can't stand me. So what I loved about her journey from the very beginning was that she falls into this love of music just out of pure necessity thinking, well, this is kind of all I have to grasp at. I completely bought that, especially because of how Eve Hewson plays this role, which I've seen her in many things over the years. This was, it was today that I realized, A, she is Irish. 
I have only ever seen her play Americans, and she does the accent uh. perfectly. B, I did not know she is Bono's daughter. Oh, I didn't oh, know I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah. And C, mm-hmm. she's a pretty damn good lead, who I thought carried this pretty effortlessly. I agree with her as the lead. This, see, I don't think I'm approved by any means. How many kids do you have? (laughs) (laughs) This is a, this seems like such a cute, vulnerable, personable, look how great music is story. But certain insults she goes into, I'm like, I can't recommend this to my mother and sisters. She says such vile things to people she doesn't like. It's like, ah. Now, the teacher-student relationship, he's all like, hey, come on. I mean, yes, you're beautiful. J.J. Levy speaking to <laughs> Flora. Yes, you're beautiful, but it's a student-teacher student thing. That's terrible. How do you guys feel about that relationship through the screen, and does it translate well to kind of the love story that's building between these two? I bought that it was kind of an emotional crutch he kind of represents you know he's in california he's six thousand miles away he's a safe sexy musician (laughs) that she can Mm -hmm. communicate with and tell her deepest emotional content to and have this relationship with that really has no no danger other than you know he turns off zoom you know that's the danger (laughs) later on there's this scene where she's you know saying about how she she wants to like go away for a little bit and can somebody watch her kid right and she says there was just like nobody ever helped her. I was like, well, but she made those choices, and and I I kind of agreed with her friend, <laughs> you know, like you like you yeah. Made well, these I, I don't think we were supposed to disagree with the friend. Yeah, yeah. The friend seemed overly mad about it. I don't. Well, I yeah, I think little, the friend was was really mad about it, but I absolutely a little agreed aggressive. With the friend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with this overly aggressive take. Well, yeah. And the thing is, it's another one of those times where I am I'm sitting there watching this and I'm thinking, okay, that there's there's so many ways that this scene could have gone wrong. And how they wrote these characters, but I think that that's a, one of one of the uh, saving graces of the spiel she gives her friend is that the friend hands it right back to her, like, "Hey, yeah, you can monologue all you want, and you can you know give yourself a pity party all you want. Here's what's you know here's what what's actually going on, which is you know what you made your bed, you fucking sleep in it, same as the rest of us." And yeah, that, I think that that serves as like the splash of cold water that she needs. What I think that I ultimately, what made me really actually like this is that the relationship uh, between Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I am not going to say that other thing because I can't, I'm like, I don't even, like, <laughs> like, I don't even know what it is. I'm going to get it wrong. Uh, and, and her character, that is, I think, the sweeter and the more digestible of the two relationships, the two main relationships that this film addresses. I think that they want to play that more as like the that's more fairy tale than the one that she has with her son, which is far more difficult. They are kind of at that point where they both kind of hate each other. They are buttonheads like nobody's business. And they do say absolutely horrible things to each other. It's like every bit of dialogue they have towards each other is like right out of a Danny Boyle movie. Um, <laughs> but that's what I liked about that. 
Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I thought that they gave his character just enough depth and just enough to do to where you come to understand what she sees in him, what she likes about him, what he likes about her, and how they're kind of evolving, not just as a couple, but or like a maybe couple, but kind of healing and finding what they what got them into music. You know, him clearly as someone who once had ambitions and has now, through circumstances, settled into this this lot in life, same way she has. And I think that one of my favorite things about it is actually the way that they film the two, the, uh, the way that they film their scenes together. Together, because yeah. That I thought was a great trick because most of their uh, most of their scenes take place over a Zoom call. But the director John Carney said, "I knew that that wouldn't be interesting. You wouldn't be able to feel the intimacy with the two of them." So they did this really great thing where they'll pan the camera and suddenly he's sitting across the table from her and that's how they'll play the rest of the scene as if they're in the same room. I thought that was great. I thought that was beautifully understated and their chemistry as actors and characters completely sold me. The relationship she has with the, with the son is the complete opposite. It's the more difficult and it's the one that her uh, relationship with Joseph Gordon-Levitt is kind of forcing her to have to actually confront as an adult for the first time. That completely worked for me. And yes, uh, Jack Rayner, he doesn't get a lot to do, but that's okay. The movie's not about him. It's about a mother and a son. Yeah, 100%. Let's carry all that into our final thoughts. Uh, Harmony, if you could start, please. Yeah. I think it's Joni Mitchell's has has the song in that that gets featured. The the music that gets featured in the movie is actually very nice very nicely done. I will I will I, absolutely give it that um the the story is very sweet it is very touching just because i don't like a character doesn't mean i don't find value in the story (laughs) so i think i would have liked more more story like i think i wanted to know more about like kind of what bradley said but more about their histories more about Jeff's history more about Flora's history more about you know maybe what Max was like as a child that we just know that he was a hooligan as a child you know like he's a hooligan now you know um I just I think I wanted more more things to for me personally to find redeeming about them I love how the story does resolve such that it does with 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 how how the film ends um i would i just wanted more and i think that's a good thing to me it like i said it just kind of feels like a first novel attempt like i said earlier um but it's still it was pretty enjoyable um i watched it sun yesterday and um I, me and my husband watched it. It was it was fun viewing. Um, I'm going to give this. Mm, I'm going to give this seven out of ten stolen synthesizers. Is that how you say it? I'm not even sure. Yeah, synth. He needs synthesizer, the best synth synthesizers. Equipment. I can't even do it now. Yeah. Try saying it with an Irish accent. That makes it even easier. Uh, synth. Oh no, it doesn't. Because <laughs> he's the Dublin 07, a straight up gangster. Bacon, egg, and cheese. Uh, Melina, your final thoughts? Uh, well, I think I felt overwhelmingly positive towards this. 
I may watch this again and find that I uh, definitely do agree with you on the on the idea of it look or of it feeling like a freshman effort at a novel. But I I will kind of predict my future self's reaction if that's the case and say I still find it a very good first novel. Um, and I like the breezy aspect to this. I like that it's not extremely heavy hitting with the drama. Uh, they do have very quirky and very fun dialogue that I that kept me interested from scene to scene. And as with actually, I think most of John Carney's films, this does have an ending for him that is typical. In that it's not all wrapped up neat and tidy. You do not, you don't get the feeling that everyone has resolved all of their issues. But by the end, you do get a sense that we may not know what's next for these people, but whatever it is, it's better than where they've been. You know, they're on a better road. And I like that about it. I really love that, especially with Sing Street. Really love it here. And I think that, uh, yeah, again, my favorite thing about this, what makes this work as well as uh, his previous efforts did for me, is the music. This is the type of musical that I love. It actually has original songs, which is always welcome for me. And uh, yeah, Eva Hewson, I think, proved herself to be quite a great songwriter. If you look at the end credits and see most of the songs, she has a credit to a good bit of them. So Apple clearly did not fall far from the tree. I just hope I don't wake up tomorrow and find that her new album is on my phone when I didn't ask for it. (laughs) 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 Sorry, Bonham. Um, But yeah, I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. It actually may find itself in my top 10 of the year. And I actually am, I'm dying to recommend it to people who I I can think of several people who I'm like, okay, you need to go see this right now. Uh, So I'm going to give this uh, nine out of 10 pieces of shrapnel thrown at James Blunt. (laughs) Like, holy crap. (laughs) Unnecessary, right? That was harsh. Uh, No, I think it was absolutely necessary. (laughs) (laughs) But he's so nice. He's very nice. And he's still a millionaire, so he's fine. Yeah, wiping my tears with $100 bills, please. Yeah, basically. Uh, So for me... Uh, I wanted more. I was very upset when this ended. I really shouldn't be reviewing it so closely to after I've seen it because there's a 48-hour grieving period of when I'm losing something I truly enjoyed, and I'm still within that period. This film has so many moments of emotional truth that hit for me, though. Um, The way that Jeff, the character Jeff, talks about music like people know a thousand words, but not everybody writes Shakespeare. I hope they get married now that he said that was my first thought. <laughs> that's a, that's profound. Joni Mitchell. I love Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell got a, I credit her with getting Apple plus it's first Oscar. So uh, Me too. <laughs> collaboration being a beautiful thing. That's something I try to teach my own kids in absolutely everything that they do. Collaboration is key to harmony. The fact that uh, Jeff brings up Django Reinhardt, uh, 
famous guitarist in the 40s, I think before then. Missing Fingers still played guitar. Yep. Mm-hmm. The only time I've ever heard him brought up in other films was uh, Swing Kids with Christian Bale. Yes! Uh, yeah. Like a 30-year-old movie, I think. It's very old. I love it, though. Very good movie. And, yeah, everything hit so hard emotionally for me. There's a scene where Flora has to decide whether or not to stand up for her kid. Of course, that hit hard for me, and I loved it. But uh, I don't like this ending. I don't like that it stopped. I don't even hate the ending. I like how it ends. I hate that it ended. So a very conflicted and can't wait for the next one from this writer-director. I'm going to give this 8 out of 10 Joni Mitchell songs on YouTube, which you can listen to anytime, our most beloved and treasured Canadian. Oh, what? She's Canadian? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Damn it, Americans don't get to claim her anymore. <laughs> if someone wants to Google that, <laughs> take her back. You can add it in later. Just right here, Bradley will add whether or not Joni Mitchell is Canadian. 